0: This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN.
1: Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your weekly host on the Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors, and we have over 4,000 members that are a just a wonderful resource for this show because we can bring people in, new people in every week, and um, get new information and a new take on things. Um, and you know, the goal that we have is to give you local facts. Boy, especially in the winter time, you hear everything. If you if you go online, oh, yeah. you can read everything. Well. Yes. It's lo- what's local that counts. So to help me with that today, I have Joey Vasquez here from uh, re Gold and your better 90%, your wife, Monica. <laughs> yes. Amen. Good morning. Thank you for having us on today. Yeah. Uh, just for all the listeners, I did ask his permission first to, <laughs> to give it the 90%. <laughs> yes.
2: She gets more like
1: 95%. Okay. <laughs> I, I figured. Yeah. Um, You know... It, and we're going to be talking about a game plan today. Yeah. Uh, how you go into this whole thing uh, with a game plan? You wouldn't go into a football game, basketball game without a game plan. Well, real estate's no different.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I always follow one saying, one quote that I always remember is, you wouldn't get on a ship that didn't have a final destination, or an airplane that would didn't have a final destination. So why would you get into a real estate transaction without a final destination plan.
1: I can tell you why, because when I was traveling through Italy, I got on a train and I didn't know where it was going. <laughs> oh no. And um, how did that end up? <laughs> not really well. So so your point is very well made. Yes. <laughs> and I'm the I'm the example of that one. Absolutely. So, of course that was back in the days when I was like nineteen years old. Ah, didn't yeah. matter. didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't buying real estate at the time. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I had real Not estate a on my mind of, at yeah. 19. So
0: <laughs> Not a lot of 19-year-olds, no.
1: That's right. So um, the two of you work together as a team, is that right?
0: Yes, that is correct. We work together as a team, and it's good because two minds are always better than one. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah, sometimes, unless it's like oil and water <laughs> on days. <laughs> you know, there's always the challenges, but no, most part, it's... For the, for the 95% of the part, um, it's great because we get to, you know, spend time with our children. We have three young children. And being mm-hmm. a mom and dad in real estate, sometimes, you know, that can get really busy yeah. and demanding from clients. So having the ability to have a flexible-ish sh- schedule. Yes. I, mean? I say ish because you still have to yeah, accommodate a lot of our clients, you know what I mean? So.
0: Yes, most definitely. But I enjoy, again, having the two minds um, that can collaborate. And sometimes when you when you express a a situation to your partner or someone on your team, they have a a different point of view from the way you see things. And so it's good to get that feedback because sometimes it helps you see the blind spots and what you're not anticipating.
1: That's a really good point, and I experience that every week. Cause, and like later in the show, I'm going to throw out some statistics on our local market and get yeah. your feedback. I don't know if it's going to be aligned with how I think. Right. You, I am an opinionated guy. I, I This is what I think. Aren't
0: we all, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Most of my listeners know that already. <laughs> so anyway, how old are your
0: kids? Uh, 12, 9, and 6.
1: Ah, the good ages.
0: Yes. (laughs) They're They're... the great ages. They're they're self-sufficient, and they can do a lot of the things that they need to do on their own. Um, Then the oldest know that. Now the oldest is actually, uh, he's getting to be a young adult, and so that's got its challenges, too.
1: (laughs) What I liked about those ages is they still remember the terms yes daddy yes mommy yeah. Yes. once they're 15 it's like that leaves the vocabulary
2: yes hands. yes well our middle child she's she's uh right now her goal is to be a real estate agent she's wanting to go to every single one of our showings she wants to present the houses she wants to go to open houses so yeah. it's it's crazy how you know you rub off on your children and she's nine yes she's
0: nine. she'll wow. walk into a place and she'll say well It needs a little bit of work, but I can see the vision. If we do, you know, paint, you know, this paint scheme and we we do flooring, you know, we update these (laughs) details, I think it would be a great place. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: love that. I mean, from from a nine-year-old, and it's probably pure. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's it's not, not, you know, we're not making her do this. And she has our, our MLS touch. Which, if some of you agents don't have that, get it. Mm-hmm. MLS Touch on in, um, installed on her phone as an app so she can look through its search properties as well.
0: Yes. And she'll say, <laughs> Look at amazing. this one. Yeah. What do you think about this one? I think this would be a great house.
1: <laughs> I love this. And it reminds me of when my son was in first grade. Yeah. yeah. He became my best referral source. So oh, I, I was paying him five bucks for every lead he gave me. <laughs> oh, nice. And he was happy as a lark until one of my buddies at the office said, "Steven, that's too cheap. I'll give you 10. <laughs> he goes, soul, I'm going to work with you from now on. <laughs> that's when you had to up your game to that yeah. $100 bill. Huh?
0: <laughs> the like, Benjamin starts yeah. to come into play.
1: That's right. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the market. Yes. The, the local market. Mm-hmm. Because what you're seeing online is that the winter months are just dead. You know, everybody packed it away. Yeah. How has the market been without any numbers first? Just your gut feel. How's it been?
0: I definitely agree with the statement that that come wintertime, come Christmas time, everybody goes into hibernation holiday mode. Um, Even clients, I think a lot of agents. um, And then there's a select few that still um, get to work.
2: Mm -hmm. Well done, I think. Reality is real estate is what we put into it. So if you're slow on the the November and December months, you know, that automatically comes with the territory because like my wife just said, people go into hibernation mode. Um, But the reality is if you're working in September, October, November, those end of November, December uh, months will be great, you know, depending on numbers, real estate is In my opinion, it's definitely a numbers game. The more clients and and, uh, real estate conversations you have gives you better momentum for the ongoing months. But going into January, answering your question, I think it's competitive, competitive as heck right now. There's not a lot of inventory, as we all know, which we're hurting for inventory with all you agents out there. Hopefully everybody's trying to get a listing today. but it's uh i think there's no slow right now it's it we're we're
1: we're full on spring season right now i believe mm-hmm. and
0: we're still in winter yeah it's very competitive right now
1: yeah there was an article in the business fresno business journal that said is january the new april Whew. yeah because um and i had provided him with some statistics that showed that this year the market is up in fact I ran January statistics. I always run the statistics on the 15th of the month. So I waited until this morning. Okay. To, it, it, you might say, well, why would you need to wait till February 15th to run January stats? It, not everything gets input right away. Yeah. The data. So. Makes sense. Yeah. It, and then the other thing is just to be consistent. You don't run the 15th one month and the 10th another because that'll skew it. Right. But anyway of the last six years this january was the busiest month for closings of the past six years yeah so i mean did, did you feel that
2: oh i can i can totally agree with that that's that's that, those statistics are spot on i feel uh, whether or not it was one or two i definitely felt the urgency in clients voices and getting get into get to the house first um this this january the weather hasn't been too crazy so people are just popping out of everywhere ready to buy a house but nobody's
1: ready to sell their
0: house yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) what can we do
1: about that
2: (laughs) who wants
0: to sell
1: that's right but so inventory the amount of homes for sale does impact the total number of sales because a sale means you had a willing seller and a willing buyer yes so if you only add half the equation it's not going to work. Yes, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. So right now it seems as though there's more buyers than homes available and that gets to be very competitive.
1: Why would you say, what are the top one or two or three reasons why buyers want to buy right now?
0: Well, now they're coming out of the hibernation holiday mode and they're ready. The weather is, like Joey said, not very cold right now. It seems like there's a little bit more daylight and they're they're ready to go.
2: I think we have to get real tax season is among us <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody that has w2 income they're getting ready to have some of those tax you know refund benefits and they're they're thinking ahead of head of a schedule um, I believe that more people are being educated out there in regards to the information and data that they have um, in, re- in regards to real estate everybody has, is an expert nowadays because they have Zillow and realtor.com on their hands. Um, But at the same time, they have access to a lot of us that are reaching out. And I think a lot of agents right now are, well, a lot of the agents that I know, I know there's a few agents that might not be prepping, but a lot of the agents I know they're prepping their people for an aggressive market, Um, helping them prepare a plan. I know a lot of agents that are, are really focused on helping their clients prepare plans and um, no, let them know ahead of time that we're in a very competitive market. So get ready to be aggressive. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think we're seeing right now is a lot of, a decent agents out there um, preparing their clients very well to be aggressive, out, get that house and because be there's there. a lack of inventory,
1: well, here we are. Okay, and, and I'm gonna wanna talk more about that as far as how to get prepared, but you made me think of something when you said a lot of times people think they're experts now because they yeah. have access to some information from realtor.com, Zillow, homes.com, places like that. So I had one earlier in the week um, I went out there uh, to list the home and she said, oh, um, this is what I want to get. I've already done my own homework. Um, I, I've got all all these um, listings in the neighborhood. And by golly, she did. She had like five of them that were about the same size. Uh, one of them was a model match. It, mm-hmm. it, it,
0: Comparable. Yeah,
1: but I said, well, here's one problem. That's partial information. Those are all active listings.
0: Yes.
1: On those websites, you don't get sold data. Yeah. Yeah. And how often does an active listing have to change their price, lower it? Oh, yes. We don't know what it's going to sell for. Yeah. Right.
2: It's kind of like a genie in the bottle until it's done.
1: Ooh, I like that. (laughs) look at you with all these yeah first time on, first time on the radio and you're already coming up with sound bites i
0: know i'm gonna coin those
1: all right well with that one we are going to go to our first commercial break so stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 espn Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we're here in the studio with Monica and Joey Vasquez of uh, REMAX Re- Gold here yes. in Fresno. Yes. O- are you at the Clovis branch or the Fresno branch?
0: We're at the Fresno branch. All right. Yeah.
1: Um, see, a lot of people didn't know there were two branches. Yeah. Well, there are two
2: branches, but we are considered one team.
0: One team, two branches. It's just
2: two off, two different offices. Ah, yes.
0: There we go.
1: Make- there you go. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, All right. So earlier I said, you know, you can't go into a football game, a basketball game without a game plan. Well, you can't go into real estate without a game plan either. So we're going to be talking about that in this segment. But first of all, why would somebody even want to buy a house? What's the benefits?
0: Oh, there is a myriad of reasons for wanting to buy a house. When you um, decide to buy a house, you're making an investment um, in your own legacy, whether you wanna stay in a particular neighborhood, whether you tend to you know, whether you decide maybe to relocate in five years, you're investing in something that belongs to you that you can decide to maybe rent out in the future, you can leave it to your children, you can sell it and then take that and have a nice down payment for wherever you're gonna be living next.
2: Yeah. Well, I believe one is it creates generational wealth as my wife was talking about that's huge because it starts creating that legacy again, as my wife was speaking about, but most of all, it doesn't leave you in bad spots. I believe, you know, it's your house, it's your home. You're not going to get, um, a 30 day, notice to leave because your landlord wants to sell your property now or um, your landlord lost his big you know home and now he needs to come back and move there Um, you're not going to get rushed out of your home it's your home you can do what you want you can paint the paint the walls the way you want to paint them have the animals that you want in your home as long as you're zoned for it you can't have a giraffe in your backyard here in (laughs) fresno just just remember that (laughs) all
1: right well and also with interest rates so low and a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, you know what your payment's going to be in five years, 10 years, down the line. No surprises. Yeah, rents are going up, and they so you don't know what it's going to be yep. five years or 10 years down the line. Yeah, the financial aspect is huge. Okay, i got to throw this one out. One of my relatives, in fact, he's the one that got the $5 referrals to Okay, my, my son. <laughs> of course, he moved to Florida and uh, kind of different over there. Well, it's not different. It's real estate still real estate, but, but, um, he said, well, no, I just want to rent because, uh, what if the water heater goes out? I can just call someone else to fix it. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Well, how should I have responded? (laughs) Oh, wow.
2: So I would respond as, uh, I don't know how I would respond. I guess my response would have been just reaction. Just like, are you crazy? Like. That was exactly what <laughs> I said. Are you insane? <laughs> you're you're worried about a 500 hundred dollar water heater? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That, that's amazing. That's exactly what I said. That's why I'm saying, what would you have said? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe I wasn't so crazy to say.
0: Are you was crazy? crazy. Yeah. 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 Water heater. I think is a, such a minute thing in consideration that the the money again, the money that you're paying into this home is going to compound far more than the expense of a water heater. It's very minimal.
1: I've been thinking about it, and here's what I should have said. <laughs> you know, water heaters, roofs, um, air conditioners, yeah, they go out, but they generally last 25 to 35 years. You yes. Know? You can save up for it in that amount of time. If you put Definitely. 20 bucks a month away in a fund for those big items, Yes, you know, uh, you'll be covered.
0: Definitely. Yeah. yeah, It's. I mean, it's like anything. It's like whether you're thinking about owning a car, even your own body, you got there's gonna be maintenance associated with it. <laughs> well, we
2: could have also referred him to the local home warranty specialist, you know. Yeah. Five hundred and fifty dollars a year, that that hot water heater might be covered.
1: Yeah. That's right. You know.
0: To mitigate loss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So what is the game plan? So you get somebody Let's say my son comes to you and says, you know, my dad called me crazy. So I want to work with you guys. (laughs) All right. So how
0: would you plan? Yeah. (laughs)
1: How would you get them prepared? So
2: this is one of the the biggest hurdles that I have to go through to get people prepared because there is a huge myth. And we were talking about this earlier. There's a huge myth that you find the house that you want and then you go get pre-approved for it
0: and that's backwards and
2: the reason why that is backwards is because there's probably five other people looking at that same property that are already pre-approved ready to put an offer in so I guess our first our first conversation is getting together to figure out what the goal of our client is what is your goal in purchasing a home where do you want to live where what neighborhood specifically is there school districts that that you need to accommodate, you know what are you comfortable as what you know what what's your current lifestyle like what's your mortgage you know your current mortgage or your current rent, um, and then kind of okay figuring out these are this is our needs these are our specifics now let's figure out the financials because, you know obviously you got to have some kind of insight to go get. A quote on a mortgage because mortgages are not sexy. Houses are sexy, morg- mortgages are not. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, trying to talk to somebody about a mortgage before you talk to them about the house might not be the direct way. So, again, figure out the financials would be second, making sure that you know what you're pre qualified for, you know what your financial obligation is at the close of escrow, and you know what your mortgage is going into this, and you can scale down from there or scale up depending on what kind of approval you have Um, once you have those two foundational items in place i believe after that it's rolling rolling downhill it's literally finding the home that you really want to live in that you can see your house your 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 family growing up in the school district you want to be, you know, placing an offer, maybe having to fall in love with a couple of different houses throughout the process because of the competition. Uh, But after that, once you find the house, I'm pretty dialed in. It's, you know, making sure your agent's covering you with inspections and all that good stuff.
0: Yep. Definitely. So, I mean, and it's important to have a good real estate agent that's listening to your needs, listening to what's important to you in the home buying process, as well as having a a good strong lending team that has that communication with your agent, with you, that is explaining the process along the way. So.
1: You know, you're bringing up, both of you brought up a really good point separately. And that is, I think a lot of people See real realtors as salespeople. Oh, they're going to yes. sell me on the home, which, and they're probably picturing you talking. But you mentioned listening. Joey, you mentioned finding out what their goals are. So it's a conversation and it involves listening so that you can meet their needs. It's not selling, it's more like counseling.
2: Yes. Yes. And
1: actually, <laughs> um,
2: I, I believe there's a lot of false myths of salespeople out there. Uh, one thing I learned, I've been in sales from the time that I was 19 years old all the way until current. You know, I, I was in the motorcycle industry for 14 years. I was a sales manager for Harley. One thing I learned when I was with Harley, um, and this applies to every sales job, in, in especially in our job, is um, selling, selling is not telling, selling is asking questions. Um, that's one huge thing, but the biggest thing is somebody asked me, This was the training I went to that said, hey, you know, you can sell ice to an Eskimo. And I heard this guy's response. He was a sales trainer. He's like, no, I wouldn't sell ice to Eskimo because Eskimo don't need ice. Ooh, I like that. And so when you put your sales sales background in a perspective like that it changes your mindset when you're dealing with your clients because you want to listen to your needs so that way you can appropriately, appropriately com- accommodate what they're looking to get because it makes the sales process and the, the um, transaction so much smoother for them because now you've, you've determined their hot points, you've determined what they're looking for, you've listened, generally listened, now you, all you have to do is provide a solution to solve their problem hmm You know, so... So
1: listening is the key. It's absolutely key. And what I like, too, about being a general brokerage, like the realtors are, mm-hmm. where we can sell any area, any price range. Uh, it's not like we just have four floor plans to sell. Right. Yeah. We can listen, learn, and then go find it for them. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of, a lot of times
2: nowadays, I don't know if you're noticing this, Don, but, you know, I... I know you've, how long you've been an agent?
1: Um, 44 years.
2: Okay, so. Well, wait a minute,
1: not quite. April will be 44. Okay, so we'll say 40, <laughs> Almost. 43 Almost. and change.
2: So what I'm getting at is, uh, you've probably seen a lot of the progression where a lot of the times, probably even 10, 15 years ago, not so many, you know, not even 20, 30 years ago, but 10, 15 years ago, you were finding that property specifically for your clients. Nowadays, with so much technology in your client's hands they're almost finding three quarters of the properties that they'd rather live in than you then we're providing for them you know nowadays it's almost like they're they they have so much information that because they're like looking for their property at that specific time there's only one focus on their mind they're the ones bringing that property majority really of the time. good
1: point and here's something I learned way back in the dinosaur age, okay? Mm-hmm. It, and that was uh, when I would find the property. I'd find one in the MLS book that would come out and say, like, oh, holy smokes, this is a great one. And I'm going off this little picture and this, uh, you know, a, a few lines of data. And it's like, boom, you go out there and look at it. Eh, it was a loser. <laughs> it was you know? a dud. <laughs> yeah. So interpreting that information, reading between the lines became very important. Yeah. Yes. And I think that this is the dinosaur age for many um, consumers who are new to dissecting that information. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, Even, uh, I'm sorry.
0: No, it's okay. Even with the modern technology though, I feel mm-hmm. that there you still need to have that discerning eye um, because even with the excess of information, you still have to be able to, as an agent, to read between the lines. It, there's still a little, a, yeah. a little bit of a fog as far as to being able to see, okay, is this a done or it's, is this going to be a good property?
2: No, you're right. It, but right now there is statistics out there showing how much more um, video data and picture data we're u- utilizing in order to make our decisions yeah. you know it's no longer reading reading the comments like the yeah. comments are great but it's all visual nowadays
1: have you ever had this happen now now that everybody does professional photos yes um somebody says oh i love this house I, i'm can't wait and you go out there and you look at it and here it had that blue sparkling pool <laughs> yeah. yes it's now green
0: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. oh yeah <laughs> um in this the house i'm thinking of every every doorknob was loose Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, it just, it was not a well-maintained home. I turned on some of the faucets. They all dripped and leaked. So, but you don't see that in those photos.
0: Exactly. So the enter the dud. I mean, the the photography could be amazing and it's a a good tool to get people to the property, but it can at the same time not be what was pictured.
2: To be absolutely candid, I prepare my clients for that in our buyer's (laughs) consultation, a hundred percent. I always tell them, listen. There are some pictures that are going to look amazing. And when you get to the property, the pictures are not going to match the property. Mm -hmm. And there's some houses out there where they didn't spend money on good photography. And you go out to the house. And And you're blown away. And
1: you're blown away. You're like, wow, this is a good property. I'm glad we came to see this. All right. You need that realtor to decipher it. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. With that, we're going to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back. To Welcome home radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, helping me out today is Monica and Joey Vasquez of REMAX Gold. And uh, we've been talking about setting up a game plan to oh, go yeah. out and find yes. homes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Very important.
1: And you love it when the buyer says, put me in coach. I'm ready to go.
0: Yes. It's very it's it's very important to be coachable, especially in, in this um, arena of real estate. And having, um, like we were talking about, a game plan is is instrumental to having a smooth transaction and, and getting into that home of your dreams. So
1: I like that, how you say that. It's important to be coachable. Because we talked about how important listening is on the realtor side of it. Well, ditto on the buyer side, too. Yes. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. When uh, they
1: come in and say... I want to do this and I don't want to put it or I want the seller to pay all my closing costs. Yeah. (laughs) And they don't listen to the pros and the cons of that.
0: Exactly. Especially in a competitive market. Mm
1: -hmm. And maybe they can find one that way, but they might. It's possible. Yeah. They also might pass up the perfect home Mm -hmm. that where the seller won't do that. Or savings in
2: in some money somewhere. You know what I mean? Not being coachable sometimes. I've seen people have the ability to save on a different end and just do things they the way they wanted to do it and just didn't end up with the result that they
1: wanted mm-hmm. so part of being coachable i would think is that you can form a strong team of um, other professionals not just the realtor but the lender the escrow company yeah and you know <clears throat> um I had one recently where the buyer requested that we use. They were going to use this out-of-town lender, uh, and they wanted that lender's escrow company and title company, so everything would have been out of state. Yeah. To be honest, I felt like I would have lost total control of a transaction that I'm supposed to be managing for my client. Right.
0: Yeah, that that can be a very big challenge. The one of the pros of being able to to use a local lending team is that the ease and ability of the communication you know where they're located you know where you can go call and make an appointment and sit down with them and just as important as it is to be able to sit down and interview your real estate agent and ask them the questions and make sure that they're going to be able to listen and meet your needs. You want that same response from your lender. You want to interview them. You're giving them your business. Therefore, you want to interview them for the job and make sure that they're going to be able to um, accommodate your needs, that they're listening to what's important to you, that they set up the game plan, that they tell you what programs are available to you for your particular um, financial situation and needs. And and you also want them to have open communication um, with your agent and be someone that they they are working together as a team.
2: Well, I want to stem off of that as well, because uh, what it means to go local is exactly what it means to all the small businesses that we support here. Um, just because we're agents doesn't mean that we're all working with these big these big agencies that are paying a salary. Remember, when you go local and you work with a local realtor or a local lending company, all those perks that my wife just spoke about—that's one side of the thing. But the other is you're helping a family, you know, pay their pay their son's baseball baseball um, little league dues or their daughter's, you know, ballet recital. Um, Working with local people here helps grow our community, helps us be stronger as a community here in Fresno. And so that's why we emphasize on reaching out to those people. If you know somebody, reach out to them, say hello, ask them a question. And you agents out there as well, you need to be reaching out to your people and touching them because if you're not best believe that those big agencies like those Zillows and those Redfins and all those big realtor.coms, they're reaching out to your people every single day and marketing to them. So you know that's that's the flip coin on it. Using local is the best.
1: The other thing I like is when you go local, it things are more confidential. Believe it or not,
0: yeah, one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, you brought out a really good point, Joey. That you know, when you go to these big online companies, next thing you know, you're getting phone calls from window companies, and and, because they know you're in the market, yeah, and they're making money on selling your data. But I do want to add something. Yeah, whether you go online or local, you're still helping. Pay somebody's little league dues and fees and things. It's just a matter of are they in Cleveland, Ohio, or Fresno? Yeah, true story. Very (laughs) true. Very true.
0: Um, Again, just kind of driving home the the being local aspect of of this is that you're not just another number. Unfortunately, I have witnessed, um, you know, when you go with a bigger corporation to to bring them your business, um, it's a lot harder to communicate with the same person. It's a huge company. You speak with a lot of different people, and the more hands involved in the process, the more can get lost in translation. When you're dealing with someone local, your information stays within a handful of people. It's easy to communicate and do the follow-up versus you're now at the end of the line. You're now at the end of the line. Every time a new piece of information is needed from you, you're at the end of this uh, line, this elusive line of who's going to help me now. Yeah. So.
2: And that goes, I think that goes... <laughs> You know, I think we've been focusing a lot on talking about buyers, but that goes with what you, you know, you folks out there wanting to sell houses as well, keeping it local, reaching out to the local agencies. Everybody's worried about this almighty commission that they're going to pay. But remember, in the big grand scheme of things, your local agent is going to always fight to get you the most money and they're going to always fight to protect your best interests and protect you as a seller you know, um, in comparisons to another broker coming in or in regards to another broker coming in and buying your house. Um, a lot of for sale by owner stuff out there that we've been noticing. Um, I think people think that a lot of people are driving through these neighborhoods and looking for these for sale signs. That's that's no longer the case, obviously. And even if you're selling your home, chances are 90, 90% of the odds are um, it's going to be sold by a real estate agent that's bringing a buyer to your home. So think about these things. you want to be protected and you want to maximize your investment. so that's what we're here for.
1: You know, I just heard a statistic and you kind of um, you backed it up. You said 90% of the sales are going to go through a realtor. Um, I heard that 15 years ago that number was 85 percent, but it's now grown to 91 percent. Now that was a national statistic yeah but there's your 90 percent. so yeah some of them will start off trying it on their own some of them will start off trying it with a um, what's called an entry only yep. uh, and that might be a company out of yeah uh timbuktu that yeah. that just does the online stuff and
2: they charge a fee and you still open the door and you still meet with the clients and you still have the uncomfortable conversations um, you still pretty much do a lot of the negotiating. A lot of those those companies are set to trick you. They're set to say, hey, hey, look, we'll do this for, for this amount of money. But remember, you get what you pay for. Do you want the 85 Honda Civic, you know, working for you? Or do you want the, you know, 2020 Lexus sitting there working for you? I would say something more appropriate in between that 85 and that Lexus um, because the reality is, is these, these companies, they're growing to the size they are because people are listening to them and do yourself a favor, Google, the Google, some of the the actual reviews that these people give. Yeah, there might be a handful of good ones, but there's sure a lot of those bad ones saying, man, I didn't realize
1: I'm going to have to do so much work. Yeah. And if you, here's the other thing, if you go with a local realtor, chances are you're going to run into them at the gas station, the grocery store. Yep. So they have to be accountable. To you. Yeah. Yes. They just can't ignore you. Yeah. Um, whereas if they're located, you know, miles and miles and miles away in Timbuktu, um, they don't have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, they they don't. Uh, it's easy for them to not have to communicate with you if they don't absolutely feel the need to. Um, and again, back to the for sale by owner. Um, I don't think that when you go that route, you realize the all the work that is actually entailed to be able to accomplish that for sale by owner, all the people that you have to interview you have you've got to know the right questions to ask them and really do a lot of filtering and then where do you refer them to who, who do you refer them to to get pre-approved um, i think oftentimes people see for sale by owner and they think i'm going to get a great deal i'm going to go lowball this person maybe they're doing they're willing to rent it out until i'm ready to buy um and and they can wait a lot of people can waste your time because they just they see they see for sale by owner and they think I'm getting this fantastic deal and I'm going to lowball them and that's not going to be the case because for sale by owner, you're looking to maximize your profit more often than not and that's why you're not hiring an agent. Mm-hmm.
1: And that for sale by owner is also not the one who said, well, I'll do this for the be- for the benefit of the buyer and I'm going to lower my price 94% <laughs> yeah. or, or uh, to, to 94% of value. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're saying... It they're probably rejecting professional opinion of value. Yeah. Yes. Professional opinion might say you need to list it at two fifty. Yes. And no, it, it's worth two seventy five. Yeah. So uh it, in their mind. Yeah, there's yeah. gonna there's a lot of problems
2: that that come down to that. You know, inspections, um, appraisal, if you're overpriced as a for sale by owner, what is that stuff gonna look like? You know how much renegotiation you're gonna have to be. So that's why you know, there's nothing 100%, even in on our end, because we can't account for what appraisers are going to see sometimes. But on, on our end, we're trained. This is what we do. We do this 100%. We're professionals. We know what we're looking for, and we know the right questions to ask to protect you as a, as a seller. So why not give it a shot, even if it's a 15-minute conversation with somebody, to see if it's right for you?
0: Yes. And there's two sides to that coin because then you have the buyer as well. So if you are a buyer looking at a for sale by owner, it's a good thing to have an agent that can help you to decipher what's best um, in the scenario, making sure you get the right inspections, making sure that you're paying a fair value for the home. Um, So there's two sides that you want. you know It's good to have an agent on your side either way, whether you're selling the home or whether you're the one buying the home, you need to have someone in your court to be able to guide you through the process.
1: Yeah, all right, thank you. And with that, we are gonna go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio, where we're about to do some myth busting. Not ghost-busting, but myth-busting. And myths are far greater in housing than ghosts are. That's a statement I'm making. Um, So for Joey and Monica Vasquez of REMAX Gold, I want to ask you two to help me bust a few myths.
0: Let's bust away.
1: All right. Here we go. Um, I'm going to wait for home prices to come down.
0: Well... (laughs) I don't know about you, but I do not have a magic uh, fortune-telling ball in my house that's going to tell me what's going to happen. And real estate is, uh, there might be minor corrections in the market, but let's face it, we're not going to go back to the 1920s pricing anytime soon.
2: (laughs) Yes, that's what I was going to say. You're not going to find a house for $60,000
1: in the north side of town, guys. Sorry. Mm. All right. So, um, and, and uh, and I heard a good one last week no matter what market the market is it's always a great market for home ownership yes so if you own your home yes hey, you're good well yes. what's the saying
2: don't wait to buy real estate buy real estate and wait oh okay you i know?
1: hadn't heard that one but i like it uh, yeah Gee, I'm, see i'm learning a lot <laughs> here today <laughs> um and that's true the the first house i bought i swore i paid too much for it uh, and I did. Yeah. But I've waited, and that was a four-bedroom, two-bath home over by Cedar and Herndon that I bought for $44,000. Oh, wow.
0: That's a steal of a deal. Well,
1: (laughs) because we added time and waiting into the equation, I think at the time it was probably worth (laughs) $43,000. I I overpaid. (laughs) All right. So um, here's another one. Let's wait till spring spring as a buyer. Yeah. Oh my lord. Okay, so I'm <laughs> I'm going to
2: go with this one right here. So, if you wait to spring, you're you're waiting till all the other competition comes out there. And so, let's not wait to spring. Be the person, you know, what the I have a bunch of these sayings today. The early bird catches the worm, right? <laughs> so, quit waiting to spring. Winter time is the new springtime. You know, black is the or- orange is the new black. All those you know, fads and all that good stuff. Wintertime is the new springtime. Just get up, put a plan together, and go, or else you're going to be out, you're going to be out bidding um, in bidding wars and sometimes getting outbid, depending on what home you're looking at.
1: Plus, you know what the market is right now, what the interest rates are right now. Yeah. So right now, here we are, middle of February. It's <clears throat> you can get a uh, interest rate in the mid threes.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a great time to buy. Those interest rates are, are...
2: Yeah, that's un. Unpre- uh, we can't predict what interest rates are going to be here in in spring. So yeah,
1: yeah. By springtime, it might be back to the fours. Yep. Yes. And so, did it do you any good to wait?
0: Nope. No. No. Nope. So
1: that one definitely is a myth. Plus, when you're ready, you're ready. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay. How about this one? Um, I'm going to make a lower offer so I have room to negotiate. I can always go up. That is a myth.
0: Myth. Absolute (laughs) myth, especially in this competitive market. Someone out there is going to love the home just as much or more than you, and they're going to offer... A better uh better than you higher price or asking price and then you're going to completely lose out on the home
2: not necessarily okay in life we all know that there's some low hanging fruit sometimes and we all have a luck spell you know and if you gamble and you're you know a person who plays a lottery or goes up to you know the casinos and gambles quite a bit that's exactly what you're doing when you're putting a really really low ball offer on a property that you you love and you want to make home. You're gambling because odds are just like everybody else said the competition's high and there are probably 15 other people looking at it and two other offers coming in. So make a strong offer. Don't don't go in there and and think that, you know, li- this livelihood, remember you're dealing with people's livelihood. This is their home. So, you know, they want you to come in as strong as possible but you know again can't be can't be scared sometimes to save some money depending on the situation
1: and of course when you make that offer it's not just price there's also terms Yep. there's a lot of terms. terms
2: um i believe terms sometimes could be even more important than price depending on um you know what the seller needs does the seller need a quick close or a longer close um, in situations, um, if you're a buyer in situations, if you're a seller accepting offers as well as, um, you know, uh, making sure that they're, they're really qualified. So, um, again, I, I think, I think as a buyer, that's a myth, but my opinion,
1: and I'm going to even say that that used to be true, um, uh, about make a, a lower offer. Cause you can always come up, um, because when I started in the, gosh, I started in the 70s. It, little known fact, my MLS number is 43. Just two digits. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys probably have a five-digit number, right? Yeah. Yes. I think it's yeah,
2: six or seven, maybe. I don't
0: know.
1: Uh. Okay. I do think they recycled my number. I'm not that old. Hey, I'm still here.
0: It's possible that they recycled.
1: But anyway... um yeah it used to be true that that's how it worked yeah. but i i'm gonna say ever since the internet came out and got involved in real estate that's it's no longer it it's now the price in fact here, here's a statistic i'm gonna throw out um in the first homes that sold in the first 30 days got 99 percent of what they're asking oh yeah so that means a300,000 dollars listing got 297 yeah now yeah that's a statistic I mean I'm sure there was a 90 percenter in there and a 110 percenter yeah but um, so it it's not big time
2: yeah that's you know that that's huge especially right now um, if you're if you're a buyer and you think that that's the way that you know you're gonna win the listing and you're demanding your agent to do that. Again, best wishes. I don't wish no ill will or no bad luck. Just know that you are rolling some major dice right there.
1: All right. So um, here's some outdated advice, too. I'm going to go to the listing agent because I'll get a better deal.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) no. Well, that's like going
1: (laughs) to the other lawyer when you're in court and asking
2: him for advice. Ooh. (laughs) You exactly. know, you're good here on the radio. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. Well, really, though, like... I'm, I'm going to use that one hey, from now on. If if, you, if you're if you okay and comfortable with dealing, you know, with the other person's attorney and knowing that that's, you know, that they're there for your best interest, well, go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and not saying that an agent is not going to be there for your best interest, even if they're like doubling in the property or you're dealing with the listing agent. But I'm saying, get your own representation. Yeah,
1: it, And I think the mistake is seeking them out with the expectation that you're going to do yes. better. Yes, exactly. Yes, More specifically. Major mistake. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: definitely you should have someone in, in your court that's going to negotiate for you. And and the reality is, is that they're there to see the best interests of their seller. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? Quickly, we got less than a minute. Woo. I want everybody to remember that... Um, don't, you know, don't think about the big competitors
2: out there. Look for your local agents, look for your local businesses. And most importantly, on my end, put together a plan. Talk to an agent that's willing to listen and not just direct you and orchestrate you. Just talk to a person who wants
1: to plan with you.
0: Yes, you want someone who's going to listen to you and who's got the, the, a good team with your best interests in heart and listen to what your needs are.
1: Thank you very much. I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot out of this show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.